0: going okay good afternoon south albany i'm with the wonderful sax o'brien Hey, T- i'm Taton with the <laughs> south albany century <laughs> oh god all right oh, stop laughing so much so That's
1: okay laughter is good for the soul make it live longer
0: true okay my first question is one, I don't know if you're going to want to, or, all right, I'll just start. How do you feel about hybrid uh, pros and cons?
1: Hybrid pros is a third number. One is that it's much easier to teach when you're actually with students, as opposed to trying to do this virtual thing. Um, students have done a commendable job at dealing with it, given the sense that, or the reality that we're not really together, but we're together. Another great big pro of hybrid is that I'll have a better sense of how students are doing. Because that's uh, when we're virtual, especially, I can ask people to turn on their cameras. But honestly, that's putting people on the spot, in my opinion. And I don't want to put people in that position of having to like show their face on a camera. I mean, that seems like a little over the top. In class, though, we're all there. So a student comes in, they they aren't feeling well, and I'm not just talking about sick. I'm just like, things are happening. I can quickly usually tell that something's up and I don't even have that ability right now. And that's a bit disconcerting. Yeah. So that then puts the pressure on the student to say, hey, by the way, this is what's going on in my life. And you guys don't know me very well. So then that's kind of awkward for some people to have to be telling me about themselves when They haven't even got to meet me in person one time in their life. So
0: I definitely harder to connect. Yeah. It's like, cause I have these brand new teachers. I haven't even met like gold. I didn't know the guy, but I already love him because he seems like a really nice guy. But like, I don't actually know these people. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, it's really hard. Exactly. You're totally now the cons there's, there's a few cons and it, we wouldn't have to have cons, but we do have cons. One of the cons is we're only meeting in person twice a week. So you will only be with your teacher twice a week. That means that asynchronous will be for three times a week. And we know how well that's gone so far with Wednesdays. Yeah, not. So given that's the case, I do get a little worried about knowing that students are making progress, but, um, you know, I'm going to try to design something that works. So we'll see. Yeah.
0: What are the other pros and cons? Do you have any more?
1: Uh, I'm really looking forward to setting up my outdoor classroom. I think i will be really fun.
0: Did you get that? Go ahead. To...
1: I so far have, it's looking good. Not a hundred percent, but looking good. So um, I have to design kind of like the entrance and yes, I'm using air quotes for those in the podcast world entrance, <laughs> because there will be no walls and yeah. Um, course for covid that would be ideal um because even if someone didn't feel well the chance of exposure for everybody is much less for all outside
0: do you think all teachers are going to do that or is it going to be only some
1: it'll be one i think i think it'll be me maybe p.e. p.e. would be another logical word. yeah
0: how, um, how is p.e. gonna work do you know
1: oh no i have no idea i have not talk to any PE teacher, I can't, I do not envy them.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, we were talking yesterday, so I I got to go through a walkthrough through the school with the principals yesterday. It was really great on how this will look for you guys. Yeah. And they've done a lot of really good thinking about this. They really are, they want this to work and they're doing a really good job. And so, um, you know, we're, we're all kind of going, oh man, okay, what what kind of, you know, n- discipline, for lack of a better word, type of things are going to come up, right? Because this, I guess, is one of the other cons. So masks have to be worn yeah. and not masks that are below the nose or masks that are whatever. So they have to be worn. And if they're not one, so of course, we'll just remind. But if it's like a habitual thing, then re- that's going to become something we have to deal with. Yeah. Then on top of that one, uh, there's a bigger one. And that is that everyone has to stay six feet apart. Okay. You guys haven't seen each other in over a year and a half or a year or whatever, right?
0: Yeah. Lots of them.
1: hmm Yeah. So we know that our first day is gonna be like six feet apart, six feet apart. It's
0: gonna be <laughs> a challenge. It's gonna be crazy. Yeah. yeah. Be crazy. Mm-hmm.
1: But it but you know, I'm happy people are gonna get to see each other. That's good.
0: It is a good thing. It'll it be good, good for for grades. I think they'll skyrocket. And, like, there will be the challenge of not having it every day or almost every day. But the almost peer pressure when you have – you see these people in school, you kind of don't want to let them down. You get that feeling, I feel like. So I think it will be better for a lot of people.
1: That's cool. I'm glad people feel that way.
0: At least so that, that that's really that's how I feel because going to school, I would get my work done a lot more. But then, like, now I've I've definitely slacked a lot more because – I don't know. It's like I don't have to turn my camera on necessarily. I can just sit there and get distracted. Uh, but obviously, I've been working on that, and I'm doing way better this semester. But last semester, yeah, it, there was a lot. There were a lot of Fs, not for me, but for like overall. Like the school has, don't they have like record number of fail Oh yeah. 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 No,
1: there's there are high numbers of students that just yeah, find it kind of overwhelming to do it this way. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. It it may, it may turn out doable. I mean, I will, we will see how that looks.
0: So for the people that are listening to this podcast in the future, um, what does the COVID-19 vaccine actually do to your body?
1: What it does to your body is, um, so in the vaccine itself is a little section of mRNA that is surrounded by a little thing of micro lipids. Both of these are natural organic, I mean, organic, not in the sense of like organic food, but organic as in living type stuff. And they are shot into your body. The mRNA codes for the protein coat, so the outside section, of Corona, that outside coat. And a lot of people have seen that picture with the Corona sphere and there's these little things coming up, little spikes coming off of it. So that mRNA is coding for the spikes. And by coding for those spikes, that sets off your antibodies. So your antibodies are doing the job of now making things, and uh, they will start making it the uh, antibodies so that it can attack Corona if you're exposed. So all it is is a little mRNA, and the rest of it is your body doing the work.
0: Yeah, so it's tricking your body into fighting COVID-19, basically.
1: Yes, and, and it's tricking your body to fight COVID-19 that is a fake COVID-19, you know, because it's not there.
0: It's not it's active, yeah.
1: Yeah, it's, not, it's, it's just like a little protein off the outside.
0: Yeah, it's a little jacket.
1: It's a little cute
0: jacket. Yeah, it's a cute little jacket. So have you gotten your COVID tests or I mean, not tests, sorry, vaccines.
1: I've gotten, I guess I've had both my vaccines. So, and and I'm now two weeks out, which means I'm, uh, I had the Moderna. So I think it's what 95 or something percent effective, which is great. Now I did read the reports today and we do in the state of Oregon have one case of the Brazilian variant and we have 11 cases of the UK variant. And I think it is effective against, I think I saw it was effective against the UK variant. Brazilian variant, I'm not positive on. And South African variant, I'm really not positive on. But we don't seem to have any cases right now in Oregon of the the South African.
0: That's positive. Yeah, that's good. That is a good thing. That is a good thing. Can you explain the Uh, variants?
1: So one of the really big downsides of not really taking this those down seriously early in the development of this disease, we've now are a year into the, or over a year into this, is that viruses mutate at a very high rate. Well, now we've had an entire year of them to go through people left and right, and the, then the level of variation goes up. And um, so this has been not a good thing for um, just kind of keeping the the uh, virus in place. And so what happens is there's a slight mutation and sometimes the mutation can be in the outside protein that it allows for it to trick your antibodies a little bit. That's what it hopes to do because it doesn't want to be killed. Yeah. So um yeah, so it tries to find a way around things that your body is naturally doing to kill it off. And that can be a variant. And so the one in Brazil seems to be more um more deadly it has a higher uh uh it's more lethal and the one in uk united kingdom is more contagious yeah so they seem to to be different things they're doing right because it's different to be more like you have a higher death rate versus you're just passing it along more
0: yeah yeah do you know the south south african one
1: yeah, uh, I don't know a lot of details about it. I know it's, uh, I know it's worse than what we have. Awesome. But I don't. Awesome. Yeah, but I don't know what it does. I don't know whether it's the contagion, or the lethal uh, lethal rate, or and I know there's a word for that, and it's just slipping my mind. Uh, Orality rate. But it seems to be a, yeah. I don't know. But it seems to be. I think it's. It could be both. I don't. I yeah. I don't know about the South African one exactly
0: what it does okay uh so let's start with the negative do you think there's any what are the obviously there's like death and like negative implications of COVID-19 obviously death um mental uh, like illnesses have skyrocketed suicide numbers have skyrocketed but is there any less obvious negative implications of COVID-19 that you could think of
1: absolutely And this is actually something that as much as young people may not have something that shows up right away, they are showing scarring in the lungs of people that didn't even show horrible signs of having COVID. That's kind of scary because that means you don't know what it's going to do. You know, what is the long-term effect? So there's that there's that possibility. Then anyone who's read anything about the long haulers and long haulers of COVID are people who get COVID and then they don't seem to get better. And they, and this is for months and months. And it's like, I'm not talking that they're on respirators. They're not, but what will happen is they have complete exhaustion. They might still have breathing issues. Um, they can, Oh, there's a fog, a, a mental fog. Like when, before I got my vaccination, I was really worried because I do a type of job. I can't afford to have a mental fog. Yeah. Like seriously, that is, my husband's in the same position. I mean, we, if we have a mental fog, we cannot do our jobs. So that is very frightening to both of us. Definitely. Um, and then for children there, it's rare, but there is this thing with children where there is this, uh, multi-inflammatory syndrome that seems to be happening with children who who get the disease and um that means that they seem to it's a pretty extreme thing and they uh inflammation when it happens in your body can cause like joint issues it can cause all sorts of different i mean it has a kind of a wide range of what it does And anyhow they have found that in children that have gotten it that's not good we don't understand and it's not common I don't want to be like, oh, scary, scary. It's not common, but it is happening. And the long haulers is a bit more common. Yeah. you um, will see people um, who, who get the long haulers thing. And that, that sounds very frightening to me.
0: That all depends on your body though, right? Because like variants can come out of a certain person. So then the way your body reacts to it obviously depends on your body. But the longer that we wait for herd immunity, it's the more likely more people are going to die or that the variants can get worse, and maybe even surpass a vaccine. Like We don't know. That's what the fear is.
1: Right. So the prediction was that, and this was a while ago from the CDC, that by mid-March, oh, it already is March. We'll see if this happens. And maybe it won't. Um, and, and again, this is this is with the data they have. They have to kind of look at, okay, what are these projections? But with the data they had, they were thinking that perhaps the UK variant would actually take over, um, and there'd be more people with the UK variant than the original variant by sometime in March, just because it was so much more contagious. It's over, like it's over fifty percent more contagious or something than the regular. What
0: one. does that mean? Like, how is it more contagious? Like, does it survive longer outside of the body? Is that what that means?
1: That is an excellent question. I don't know the exact mechanism of how it stays more contagious, but that is a perfect question, and I just don't know of how it stays (laughs) that's that's exactly how you i mean because that is one way it either lives longer outside the body that's one way it can Mm -hmm. um or the other thing is is once it attaches to like your where you like your your nasal tract or or Mm -hmm. gets in you that it's a more it more easily can move within the body before and be without being detected yeah by your antibodies because that's another mechanism that sometimes pathogens will use to get in and then the level of contagious rate will be higher that way and i think it might be that second one yeah um i i i it, i think my husband and i were talking about it. i think that's what he said something like, on those lines have to admit i spaced out a bit when you talked about it
0: that's all right <laughs> 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 okay for a more lighthearted part take on this What are the positive implications of COVID nineteen? What good things have you seen happen? You know,
1: I've seen a lot of good things. Okay, this sounds really weird, but there have been some good things. So one thing, um, it now if you don't like your family, yeah, then that maybe it's not so good. But I do like (laughs) my family, so it's been really nice to hang with the fam. You know, have to admit it because um, teachers uh, you know I didn't take my kid to first day of school I was working right I mean I I had to like yeah so the, the, it's been kind of interesting to see that you yeah. know like I got to see my kids first day of high school which I wouldn't have seen um that was pretty nifty as it was online just like me yeah <laughs> that was not a real day but okay whatever The other nice thing has been, you know, like your tight friendships are all that much more important. And I go hiking with friends every Saturday and it's, you know, and and we put that is on the calendar. Like that's ongoing. My friends and I go hiking and that is lovely. And we appreciate that so much because we don't get to do things with a lot of other people. Um, I appreciate having a porch. So I always have lived in houses with porches and my husband got a, one of those heat things for us. So all winter, we, cause we can't go in each other's houses cause of COVID, but so we sit on the porch with our masks and we can, you know, play a game or something with friends occasionally. Yeah. So that's how we've done things safely. Um, and so the, like, yeah, Friday night I had some friends over or two friends and we had our little heater and sat on my front porch. So even though it was pouring rain, so, you know, that's pretty cool. Um, so, you know, you just appreciate those moments a whole bunch. And, uh, I think for my students though, what thing I've really appreciated is you realize that a lot of students have stepped up, I mean, and are taking, like, they're taking as much advantage of the, of, of what, of the educational experience as they can. And that is admirable because this is really different for you guys. And I admire so many of my students and I'm lucky because I teach really cool classes, but I admit, but you know, I get to meet with kids who are doing like, hey, how do I do this or how does this work? And I'm like, oh, that's fun. So I yeah. enjoy that. And I'm not, you know, when we're in the classroom, kids are so busy that they don't oftentimes take the time to maybe ask those questions. Yeah.
0: I think some of the positive like things I've seen Is I've had like anecdotal people, like anecdotal evidence of people that think friends that wouldn't show up to school when it was there because I think regarding like anxiety or just feel the feeling of maybe being judged or just not wanting to go to school because school isn't always a safe space for them. But now they have straight A's or amazing grades. Like I know two at least people that have significantly improved. There's a lot of people that are doing not as well. Like for me example, for me for example, but like a lot of people have definitely done a lot better. Um, and then I think another one is like, I think we, I was talking to the nurse for my article that I posted
1: mm-hmm.
0: called how long will COVID last? I think is what it was called. Uh, actually it's not posted yet. I just lied. Uh, but I just now finished it and I was talking to Rachel Smith. She's one of the four mm-hmm. nurses for like all of greater Albany public schools and she was talking about we, we have seen a significant improvement in like health, like how can we do things the safest and healthiest way, obviously, for, so that we don't get this. And then like the decline and then the flu in the United States, just not seeing each other and having a nationwide and worldwide thing that is killing us is also making us learn how to combat that. So I feel like we're doing a lot better. And she also mentioned, I didn't know how to add this to my article, but, or incorporate it, but she was talking about racial equity in terms of, um, the COVID-19 shot or not COVID-19, but like the amount it's hurting these African-American or Hispanic or Latino or whatever populations of people of color. And... That they are. There's more talk about it because they see that these numbers are at a higher rate than maybe Caucasian numbers. She was talking about, yeah. Yeah. So
1: she's she's right. They are, and and it's been really disheartening because when the vaccinations that are coming out, um, it has. I just heard a report about this in LA that, um. So they've tried. California's tried really hard to deal with that and make it fair. About you know, because because a lot of pe- uh, uh, people of color have had because you're right. It's a, a lot of different groups are being really hard hit because they have multi generational homes, people having to work outside the home, bring it back, all those things, yeah. right? And so then you have a situation where the vaccination really should go to them first because you are being exposed at a higher rate. Well, so now what the situation is, is that um, they, they, down in L.A., they, they had vaccination places and that they put in zip codes that were largely minority and, you know, trying to serve those communities. What they were finding was, and they even tried to do with the technology, tried to have like a passcode that you mm-hmm. needed. Somehow, people from richer locations in other zip codes were coming to the places where the vaccine was. And, you know, taking up the spots that were reserved for people that were more exposed to the virus. Uh,
0: Yeah, that's really hard to navigate, too, because you don't want to be like these people of color need it more because then it then it goes really close to, like, skirting the edge of being You don't want to make it sound like it's a race thing. But if these people if it's statistically more accurate, that they would need something to keep them alive. They need it.
1: Oh it is so there was a wonderful oh was it a this American life or a i know it might have been this American life I'm not sure do you ever listen to no, this american life oh it's a really great it's a public broadcast or uh, national public no it's it's anyhow p r i public radio international that's who it is anyhow, they um had this really good piece on there was um a treatment. For was it kidney failure? I think it was, and so it was, yeah, it's for people getting dialysis when dialysis first came out, and they would rank people by the like their need in their families, like may, who's more important, yeah, right? This person, that, and you don't want to go no. there. I mean, that's not. It's a really bad place to go because who who's making this judgment? And it was such a profound piece because it really had a lot to do with the vaccination today where there's not enough of what we need and yet although did you you did hear the news that it was originally thought that everyone should have access to the vaccination by June and now it's been moved up to May Ooh, so they
0: are that's that's
1: good yeah that came in the news. yeah it's excellent it came up yesterday but yeah so I was just really um that but that thing I listened to that. It was haunting, because they had recordings of their discussions about. So this person's just a housewife, and I don't know. They don't. I. They aren't really bringing money in for the family, so I don't know if it's you know that important. Yeah. That they get oh. the so, you know, it's that kind
0: of like, Yeah, it's because it's, really it's like sometimes you have to make really tough decisions like those. And I'm not saying, but like, who is who can say whether someone lives or dies? It's so. It's so, uh, you know, it just makes you want to puke.
1: Oh, well, and I mean, I I do feel very sympathetic towards Governor Brown, actually, because she put teachers ahead of old people. You know, that's what happened. Let's let's call it what it is, because she wanted kids to be able to go back in school. I mean, that was the priority. Washington, state of Washington, just north of us, that was not. So, you know, I mean, there were different states with different governors making different calls on that. And I'm not saying it's good or bad. I just don't envy that position of having to say, Oh, you're getting it. Because honestly, I think about the person working at Fred Myers or working yeah. at Target. They've been exposed all this time. Why are they not getting yeah. it right now? I mean, seriously, that bothers me. I, I have issues with I, that. And I don't care if they're young. I or-
0: saw this post on Instagram. It was like of an activism page and it was like this is gonna get political and I'm just gonna say it just for like the viewers to hear it rather than have a conversation because i don't want to go too political but it's like why does somebody that risks their life and is an essential worker air quotes also mm-hmm. isn't worth like uh raising the minimum wage why are they making the minimum wage but also the reason that the world is still going it's such a weird place and situation we're in
1: Well, yes, it is. And, you know, that's why at the very least, and and I'll stay out of the political realm of the the minimum wage, although, okay, come on, minimum wage should be higher. Let's get real. Um, uh, (laughs) But I mean, Oregon's better than most states, let's put it, and and because we're much higher than the national minimum wage because the national minimum wage is still in the $7 mark. It's really low or maybe it's eight. I don't know, but it's really low. At any rate, I think, that the with this vaccine though and i know there's not enough but if you are someone who is having to go to work each day at a supermarket or something like that i mean how could you not be up there on the list especially those people who ha- maybe have a comorbidity, morbidity like maybe you're diabetic or whatever i mean like i don't care if you're 40 years old you need to be in the up and up in the line because that is really important. Yeah. Um, and if you don't have those people going to work, how are the rest of us supposed to get our sure. food? Yeah. I mean, that's just how it is. We don't live in a, you know, uh, uh, agricultural society where, you know, we go talk to farmer Brown down the street. That's just not how it works. Um, so, yeah, I, I but I uh, also I don't envy anyone having to make those decisions these are horrible decisions to make we just wish there were that they had started earlier in making more vaccines
0: like there's also the students you know like what about us we're we need to go back to school it helps development especially for people in um basic I was talking to a teacher I won't name names but um they were talking about how basically elementary school students even though they're pretty like they're essentially some of them are losing development years like an entire year of development it's all online so it's hard to teach a class it's really it's very difficult i like i've heard oh i sit next to my little sister and her class her classmates i don't think they're learning a lot i just it's 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 difficult it's difficult to say the least it's been a
1: I no, I really I mean, I you know, it's and I'm probably out there woo-woo or whatever, but you know, it I personally think that going outside would have been like something we should have considered a while ago. But you know, I'm in the minority of that. I'm not afraid to be cold and wet and I think it builds character personally. So and for little kids too, because they would benefit from being outside and we you can do totally like physical things six feet apart from little kids with but you have to all be yeah. outside and it wouldn't be the same but you could you can do like there's waldorf education which is a kind of education based in germany and they believe that children belong outside developmentally yeah. through elementary and they will do math and reading and all that with they have outdoor curriculums type stuff so it's possible it's just not what we do it's not mainstream it's it's different but the subject matter is there yeah. so, it's all about that balance. but that i mean you know that's not that's not what our teachers of course are trained in and i'm not blaming anyone because i'm not an elementary teacher it's not like i know what i'm ta- you know but i i know i have no doubt people are really losing it, children especially little ones are losing some years of some pretty important yeah. development yeah but uh, I, I mean, the high schoolers, you know, because I used to teach online, um, completely online. And when I did, high schoolers, they still need a, a parent at home to succeed. And that actually, you, you can't demand that there's a parent at home. I'm not saying that, but that I saw that frequently with my, when I taught, like it was 100% online. That was a really, or a parent that was checking in a lot. Because high schoolers, also, I mean, you you guys might want to drift off and do yeah. something else other than get your schoolwork done. I know that's a crazy idea.
0: <laughs> I've definitely done <laughs> but, it many times, um, even in your class. <laughs> yeah, but the parents, <laughs> I
1: know you have. Uh, I, thought I,
0: thought I that did. That it
1: and, was um, bad. I
0: uh, know.
1: And it's not. It's not that I know this is not that someone that's like um not a good student or what. I mean, we're dealing with the situation we're dealing with, but. If you have a parent that is kind of on them, and this is for online situation I'm talking about, then normally those students tended to do a, bit, a little bit better. That was just what I often saw. And then um, and then for elementary, you absolutely, like you could have a parent there 100% of the time. In fact, I don't even think we allowed for sign up. You couldn't sign up if you weren't, weren't there wasn't going to be some sort of supervision at home with elementary. What do you mean? And that's, I was working for a different school district that was an online school mm. district. And that's because the parent, I mean, you like the online by itself, the parent runs most of that stuff. Yeah. Let's be real.
0: She, my mom has become like, when, especially last, like, the, you know, the quarter, I kind of forget that we even did it. But there was the quarter where it was our first month of online classes weren't even required for high school. My mom was essentially oh, yeah. teaching my middle school brother, and then my two little elementary school sisters. And she was, she had to be like, yeah. and there's people that like, I'm not, like that's bad. She had to like basically quit her job um, or work Sundays. But then for like, I am, I've heard of the people like my age high schoolers who are teaching their siblings. Like that's insane.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well the thing is is and they're not it's not that they're developing the lessons or anything like that and and i because that is the teachers the elementary teachers are working really hard to get get all the lessons prepared and have everything ready but unless they're in person they can't deliver it the same way so the elementary teachers get everything ready they they work so hard to get everything ready but and try to figure out how to be entertaining on a screen which is totally outside of their wheelhouse. They are working so hard to do that. But what the, the parents ha- they work the, the technology because the the little kids, honestly, that is a lot to ask of the most little kids to figure out the technology. Or what if they have a question? You know, even how do I figure out how to ask the question? You know, I mean, it's do I use this mouse? What do I use? You know. So it's it's a it's a tricky situation because. The, the teachers have been working really hard to develop good curriculum at that a parent could use, you know, even afterwards, but, oh, it's just, yeah, it's been really hard. And I, so I think, especially for the elementary kids, it's really, it'll be very nice for them to get more teacher supervision okay. and think, stuff.
0: Yeah, that'll, that'll be very helpful. So this one is a question I'm excited about. It's, um, if you could reach the whole school nation or even world. Uh, you, what would you use that platform to say, or warn, or teach about COVID? Like you could reach everybody on Earth. What, like, what would you say? What's the most important thing you think, even if it's not COVID? What's the most important thing?
1: Well, it's not COVID.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, that's good.
1: <laughs> I mean, if I had to go out there, I would actually talk about recognizing your ecological footprint and climate change because it actually is an existential yeah. threat that that's going to affect you more honestly in the long run if you live through the COVID yeah. and um, there's so much on that it's unbelievable but I would probably you know t- work towards developing more green technologies there's a lot of jobs that could be given that way and yeah I just would I think I would work on that platform because it's pretty important that we figure out ways that we're not just putting greenhouse gases into the air and um and also to like think about population because the way one reason we all the covid thing spread the way it did is because people fly all over the place the way the brazilian variant got here is a person had said they had to do business in brazil okay it's covid you could do you could do a zoom call i'm sorry you do not have to go to brazil Right now. But people decide they have to go and they have to fly everywhere. Well you don't really. But people decide that. But so, yeah, I think I would do something because these are all related. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my that if you gave me my platform, what would you talk about?
0: Oh, don't put me on the spot like this. Uh I would just talk about empathy probably. Just something to empathy some because I'm I think I'm pretty good about getting somebody to care. I don't know, I can't make everyone care, but, like, I would tell them that, I don't know, there's so many things I could say. <laughs> I would probably talk about empathy. I mean, obviously, like, if you if we were up there, it's me and you, or you and I, and you're talking about the climate change, because you're the teacher, I would just be like, how about you care? You know, there's other people. You're not the only one. Everyone's suffering. Like, the amount of minimum wage workers that are just getting, like, mentally abuse and they're like maybe even kids like like these old not necessarily old people these people are coming into like a line and just yelling because things aren't perfect like bruh no that shouldn't be a thing like care
1: i so i agree i mean so i agree with that and it does actually have a lot to do with each other because we you talking empathy, empathy or apathy
0: like, don't be apathetic be empathetic
1: <laughs> okay, I absolutely agree because if you do care about other people's situations, climate change is going to affect poor people more than it's going to affect yeah. people who have money. And let's just call it out what it is. And so, and I'm talking about not, uh, worldwide now because there's countries that people are going to suffer and when you talk about refugee crises and things like this, this is what we're going to be talking about. And and you know, I, It is care. You have to care about these things. If you don't care, you will not do anything about it. And, um, it, and uh, Taton, that apathy thing is huge. I know that I, you know, I, I try to fight it with the students, but you know, I, you have limited success. I get it. I'm old and decrepit. And, you know, you, I'm and folks will say, Oh, well, why, you know, you're, you're old why should I care about something you care about and the thing is it's like well I actually care kind of care about because it's your guys's future and and what kind of world do you want to live in I mean and taking purchase of hey this is I'm gonna I'm gonna do something at least about my immediate environment if I can't change the world and maybe it'll change the world you just Just don't try to be a good person and and be a good person, not for yeah. selfish reasons. And
0: even if... I mean, like... That's- yeah. I love... I feel like nature obviously, like, hurts us. This is going to get real existential. Nature definitely has... Um, you know, hurricanes. And natural disasters. But it it's pretty... It doesn't worry about your skin color. Or where you are. Or anything... It's not, it's not racist or sexist. It'll just come and it'll hurt you, (laughs) but humans are different. And so I like nature a lot more.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. Nature. I mean, and the other thing is, is we share the planet with a lot of different species and we're not taking the best care of their habitat either right now. So, um, and we, whether we like it or not, we rely on their existence as well. Yeah. Um, Just for example. Yeah. Bees. Hey, I absolutely bees. So yeah, no, I mean, caring is a huge thing. So, and I will plug my, since this is for South Albany high school, I will plug, we are starting up the watershed club again and talk about caring. We actually had our first in-person meeting yesterday and we are working on doing things like not putting toxics into the water And things like that and it's actually things we can do real things we can do at school at lafayette elementary we'll be partnering up with them maybe get working with some of the little kids there so we're uh we're going to have a strong group we're trying to get people involved rather than just being spectators i think that
0: would help with college because that's volunteer hours isn't it or at least a club
1: Oh, it's absolutely, it absolutely helps with college. They actually even have their own scholarships with wow. the Kalapuya Watershed Council.
0: Wow. Um,
1: people who want to do it, if you if you have an idea, we want you because, hey, we're trying, what we're trying to do is you can kind of be director of your own section and then we'll support each other's ideas. So it's like- so That's the idea. So some of, folks are more interested in like climate change and some are more interested in more. It's watershed. kind of
0: like talk about what needs to change in our community and then do it
1: yeah we actually uh will be doing a planting not we're planning it this wednesday and the following wednesday we're going to be planting along Perrywood. is it Winkley pretty Creek.
0: safe with covid regulations COVID nineteen?
1: yeah because we're outside and we can be masked and yeah. we can stay six feet apart so it's about as good as it gets and it's a yeah. communal activity i think
0: that so, that's a good idea yeah,
1: I, that's what we need yeah so anyone who wants to wednesday in front of room 215 uh because mm, yeah. We meet outside. This <laughs> yeah. And, um, and um, yeah.
0: Uh, Wednesday. You can just
1: email me, and I will. Yeah. yeah. When, oh. Oh, Wednesday at eleven, but it's it's. Oh. Of room Wednesday
0: at eleven in front of room two fifteen. what side of the school is that? <laughs> that's the oh.
1: inside the courtyard side in room in building
0: right. two. Well, I'll probably go. Yeah, uh. that's <laughs> yes.
1: Yes, I was get all over so i am i i hey we have a couple from biology, so i I'm encouraging it, so yeah, but i I actually have to go 'cause um, that's I have to that's all right
0: it. i it felt like the end. I don't know, it felt like kind of like it's ending anyway. I think I've gotten through most of my points. Okay. that's all good we-